0: Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanako Oberhuber and I'm your host. Today my guest is Jewel Julia Day. Hi.
1: Hi Wanako.
0: So wonderful to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm thrilled to be invited. Um, I, I love that people want to ask me questions. <laughs> it's so yes. much easier than trying to write a book. <laughs>
0: Well, if that's I could a just way have to have write a book.
1: A, if I could just have a tape recorder follow me around all day and uh, transcribe it, uh, there'd be an encyclopedia by now. So, yeah. so, thank you so much for inviting me. Appreciate it. And uh, thank welcome. you. Thank you to your community. I I um, have listened through some of the podcasts and, and one of, with you, and I really resonated with just your gentleness gentleness and warmth and creativity and dedication devotion so i'm very honored to be here
0: thank you joel yeah sweet yeah you are the third person who responded who's coming to the podcast who responded to the question do you feel loved from within with a clear yes
1: Mm, I do. I would like <laughs> I so to. Do.
0: <laughs> so I said, I want to go deeper into this
2: subject
0: and, and hear mm. more about it with whoever feels like speaking about it, of the people yeah. who said yes. <laughs> mm. Well,
1: yes, I'm very blessed to say I sit in that love, that joy, that holiness um, many, many, many hours a day and uh yeah and when i don't i still know it's there i know it's never missing and and i get to join with it and through it uh be that for others so um as i fall into that depth of wholeness and loveliness uh then then i'm also um Uh, an extender you know i'm extending the sameness to everything i see everyone i see all events all happenings all perception yeah so um it you know another word for it would be the oneness the oneness within or the holy spirit um our wholeness our purity our innocence Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, the, the podcast is called The Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy.
1: So, mm-hmm. so
0: that fits perfectly into the podcast okay. title as well.
1: Joy, that big O in joy. You know, that like for me, the O in joy is that all-encompassing wholeness, hologram, oneness that's just completely uh, has me has you has has all of everything all aspects and is shining that sameness through that giant ever-extending oh in joy <laughs> and uh, there we go that's joy
0: <laughs> yeah now, I, i'd like to extend the question of how did you get here
1: uh-huh Well, I thought you might start that. The other day I was in the bathtub and I thought, oh, I wish Wanako was, well, (laughs) this is going to sound really funny. I wish Wanako was interviewing me now because this whole download of what to tell you was happening. And I thought, well, you know, we're four days early, so um, we'll see what happens when the day comes. (laughs) I really like what I was Hearing as the story that came through, though. Um, when I, I like going underwater in the tub. It's one of the ways I feel that fullness of the wholeness, the Holy Spirit, the holiness. Uh, I like being immersed so that my perception is removed and I'm just in listening. So uh, what I heard that day <laughs> was to start by telling you that I had a... Um, very challenging early life. Um, I came in, I think, with a lot of knowledge from um, other so-called, even though it's all simultaneous time, other times, other traditions. And, I, and I, I came in, you know, very shamanically, ready to be this giant presence of God. And I had the most wonderful mother, but she was deeply um, uh, uh, hurt, frightened and concerned she was she was actually a mystic, but she was trying to be a good Canadian woman in the 1950s and she was kind of denying her own spirituality and trying to um, manage children and make them do what they were supposed to do according to the rules. And I did not fit into that category. I was the fourth of um, fourth sibling in my family. And all of us were pretty big personalities, but I was um, particularly outspoken and I can only, according to my reports of my siblings, I was wild, like I was just so extended. <laughs> and at that time, uh, the, the way my mom dealed with it was both um, a lot of you know, emotional and physical um, attempts to reprimand me and drugs to sedate me. So I, I grew up sort of woozy, and um, uh, reduced, diminished, so that I um, would fit in, and it caused me to think I wasn't okay, that I wasn't lovable, I wasn't, um, I wasn't good enough. I was an embarrassment. Everything I did was uh, too big, and too embarrassing, and too much, and um, And yet I couldn't stop it, (laughs) I couldn't help myself. So uh, I had a lot of allergies. I had a lot of illness, Um, high, high fevers. I was um, quite dyslexic. So the school system didn't really fit for me all that well. Um, I was uh, sick, like throwing up almost every day, often, Uh, often through the night um so i had a dramatic beginning (laughs) i'm laughing now (laughs) um and i absolutely love my mother for having played this reflection to me that said i wasn't okay because without her i wouldn't have healed so much you know i wouldn't have had these morsels to um to meet later and um, know that nothing can undo the the true shining light of who we are not you know nothing no attempts can actually diminish us so uh you still with me
0: yes of course (laughs)
1: yeah okay good (laughs) (laughs) um so um so fast forward to about age seven uh and I w i didn't really talk until i was about five uh i sang and i danced and i threw up (laughs) and i had rashes everywhere (laughs) but um, once i was about age seven i learned how to write and i couldn't stop writing because i knew i had to leave a trail of all these things that I knew I had to remember that were really important, that that later everything that was happening in my life would make sense, and now that I had language and the ability to hold a pen uh, or pencil, I I knew I I could begin what I came for. I had always had a series of thoughts um, that. When I would wake up in the morning, I'd remember them. And when I went to bed, I'd remember them. They were about maybe 10 or 12 things. And it was like, don't forget this, don't forget this. Don't, never forget, never forget. And I would check in. And one day, I'm not sure how old I was, maybe six, they weren't there anymore. They were gone, all of them. And, uh, and I thought at the time, I, I think, you know, it was as if I'd lost my mission or, or my purpose. And so I, I kind of tried to join the world more and make the best of being here. <laughs> and and um, so it wasn't very long before uh, around age 10, um, I, I, I had a series of wonderful meetings with my inner teacher that set me back into I think what I thought I had lost. Um, They happened for a few years. Should I keep going? Are we good? Yes, of course. Yeah. (laughs) They happened for a few years, Mm, would normally happen. Sometimes they would happen at night uh, from my bed, but mainly, and you'll laugh again, they would uh, happen from the toilet seat. I would go upstairs between the first course and dessert with my loud family down below, very um, exuberant family. Everybody spoke over top of everybody else. Uh, everybody had big opinions, big voices. And I would go upstairs and um, from the toilet seat, I, and I think what it is, is it reminded me of meditation pose from other times because I was relaxed, um, I was upright, um, I wasn't slouching. And from there, I would lift myself straight up out the top of my head, above the tree, the the cityscape. This was in um, a city in in, um, Ontario, um, in Canada, and up past through the atmosphere and then right out into outer space. Similar, if you've read Gary Renard's, when he talks about the in-between life journeys that we take. Uh, When I read that in his third book, I thought, oh yeah, this is very familiar. So I would move through the galaxy for a while, and then I came to this realm of the most familiar and beautiful blue, Christ blue, Nisagadatta calls it the absolute, this blue, absolute, deep, blue, deep, deep, um, holy indigo, but with, but with openings of turquoise and um, violet, but mainly blue, and stillness, and absolute quiet, and no bodiness, just pure mind. These are, you know, the images of it for me, uh, words that I can use to describe. And there, there was a voice that spoke to me with such love. Oh, and settled me, reminded me of my purpose, reminded me I wasn't what I appeared to be, and nothing was as it appeared to be. And this pure holiness was the only thing that was happening. There was safety in everything, in in and through all that seemed to be. And I would be nurtured and nourished in this realm, this blueness, um, this ray, and um, and and knew the voice was not something outside of me but came through me Uh, it was deeper than any aspect of my own perception of being an individual I. and then i would uh, go back down and i would use um, the sound current because i could hear my family's voices and as i would travel back riding the sound waves or at first it wasn't their voices, but later it became their voices. I I saw a lot of sacred geometry. I understood many things about travel, time travel, um, the duality waves of the making of the universe, all that kind of thing. And then I would land down in my little 10 year old or 11 year old skinny body and go back downstairs for dessert. And uh, I knew that My family were just um, like um, images, pretending they were these funny humans (laughs) and that it was truly much ado about nothing. And I could laugh and love them. And they knew what I knew, but they were just pretending they didn't. Everybody was just in this big pretending um, game and just not to take it seriously and not to worry about um, attempts to uh, manage it or um, be liked in it. So that happened numerous times. Probably there were maybe nine very powerful experiences, maybe three really powerful experiences and another 20 where I would just go there for the nurturance and the and I could, and I, the last time I went, I was about 22, but mainly it wasn't as good because by the time I was 15 or so, um, I was into smoking pot and boys and um, I wasn't as good at joining anymore. Uh, I, I, I couldn't get the same sense of purity. Uh, things were heavier, more confused, but I still knew that that was the truth and I could Call upon it but this is not the type of experience that you can tell people because they in in the time I was growing up I was a teenager in the 70s um, they want to put you in um, on medication basically or uh, (laughs) it's not normal and it wasn't normal to have that type of conversation that type of experience so I I quietly put it aside. I knew it was real for me. I became a poet, um, an adventurer, and a journalist. And uh, later I worked a lot with slide transparencies and imagery, uh, some film, that type of thing. And then later I became a healer. So that kind of brings us up to what the, the track of my life. But those were the beginnings and um, those experiences made more and more sense. I had a mission that I had to understand why I had those experiences. So I read so many books in my, in my teens and 20s. I got into the I Ching when I was about 13, astrology at the same time, psychology as quickly as I could, um, many types of psychology, uh, cosmology, Um, uh, mystical poetry. Um, And I was always searching for what the soul was and I kept getting derailed or detoured, it was perfect at the time, but detoured into Jungian um, descriptions of the soul. And, And it was helpful, it was healing, but I knew that wasn't the soul, that they were using the word, but it wasn't the same thing. And I also did a lot of dancing, I danced a great deal and I think um, I was very kinesthetic. I never put it together that that was an aspect of healing. Like I knew it was healing for me, but I never realized that later the same me who danced um, and the same me who looked at slide transparencies and wrote poetry, that all that came together as a healer uh, later. So I'll... I'll stop now. Finally, a period after a very long (laughs) preamble.
0: (laughs) Yeah, wonderfully described. Mm,
1: Thank Um, you. Well, I thought you might resonate because I I heard you talk about, I mean, you're a very creative person. And um, I so appreciate artists who Aren't caught, aren't locked in the angst of art, but use it for transmutation into uh, an alchemy into joy.
0: Yeah, I had to learn that lesson.
1: Yeah, because it's not, yeah. (laughs)
0: Because all my spiritual experiences had to be, were not spiritual experiences before, right? They were described as art, right? Or as creativity,
2: as imagination.
1: Yeah. And, and,
0: And I had to. To transcend that that understanding of it, to get great where freedom I'm at now. Whee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I thought there was fun. There's fun parallels to to what you were telling too. I'm also the yeah. fourth fourth sibling.
1: Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I mean, it's it's so busy. You can just you can just tag along. <laughs> And you learn a lot, because you have a view into the culture that's a little ahead. So um, it made me, I think, a lot older than my years, because I I had a lot of um, access to information that would have been harder to have otherwise. i I want to add in terms of my mother because i only think it's fair to say because although she was my largest forgiveness opportunity for many years she also um, became um, a great way shower because she later um, overcame a lot of her own suffering and her uh, the lineage that had come through her through her mother's side and uh, she became a, a zen buddhist nun Twice ordained and uh, went back to school and did really, really well and got a master's degree in psychology and religion and um, gave her life, especially the last uh, 27 years, over entirely to her healing and to mysticism. And so by the time she passed, um, you know, my grievances just couldn't hold water anymore. I, I had a friend, I had a sister, and I had um someone who showed me it was okay to um to be unusual
0: (laughs) wow that is a transformation
1: (laughs) oh it was so good it was because it was so easy to make her be my my bad guy Uh, and oh my god she's so not and my gratitude to her for carrying that reflection for me because if she hadn't, somebody else would have had to. But it was with her. Oh, golly, so beautiful! And and to say very quickly that her passing was profoundly visual for me. I I saw, yeah, with great Technicolor detail how how we drop the body, and uh, and I also saw um, this amazing emerald sphere of light that that came back into the room and smiled at me from the corner, like this giant emerald sphere, like a moon or a sun um, shining. Uh, So not only did she leave her body as a gorgeous upward waterfall, but then, and it took about 10 minutes for her to do that. She was sitting up uh, Roshi style when she passed uh, on purpose. And, uh, And then once, you know, the once she was in her her um we'll say her in between life form or some aspect of it yeah she revealed it to me which was a great
0: gift yeah (laughs) wonderful yeah Yeah. I, i have so many things i could pick up on Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a few that I will pick up on. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I, I I'm sorry. I am an encyclopedia. I can go off all over the place with. Um, this is why I'm. I've been trying to write a book forever, and um, and then I think, well, just make it a pamphlet. Make it 50 pamphlets. <laughs> Do something with this. Yeah. All this fun, playful, loving, mystical normalcy. Like, it's normal to have, um, uh, to have uh, experiences that proclaim our reality uh, through us, right through us. Not sort of as a theoretical thought, but absolutely transcending everything we think we are as a body. Yes. And uh, other bodies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. So I'll pick yes. up on one of the, the things sure. you told us. And yeah, that is. You said you came into this world knowing about many different um, times in which you were experiencing that you say are happening at the same time in reality. Mm-hmm. And I, and you said that that gave you an insight into many, many different cultures. Mm-hmm. And, and you may know or you may not know that I studied called um social and cultural anthropology so i'm very Ooh. fascinated by that oh, i would like great. to hear more about your insights into the yeah. many different cultures and how that mm-hmm. has informed you in your life
1: sure well the way i know them best i think i always knew them um, i'll give an example um, i could not look at a plate of butter on the dining room table. And we always had to put something between me and the butter because if I saw the butter, I would start to cry and these feelings would come over me. And I never understood why that was, <laughs> who could explain that? Later, when I um, was exposed to um, slide transparencies of life uh, in the high Canadian Arctic, uh, the Inuit, and also Tibetan lifestyle and Mongolian, uh, in the Arctic, they use seal oil lamps. And in the Himalayas, they use yak oil lamps. And the glow of the lamp was what I was seeing in the butter that made me want to weep and cry. It still brings um, softness and, and uh, a sentimental feeling to me. Um, so there were bleed throughs all through my life. In, I always did really well in history because I could become anyone in a phase of history. I knew what the clothing felt like. I knew what kinds of shoes they had on. I could smell the terrain and the foods. And um, I, I just was very open to embodied awareness throughout time. And then as I became, um, the type of healer i am it's a very embodied form by embodied i mean awareness throughout the seeming body it doesn't mean we're a body it means we know we're not a body we're all time and i so i can look out through all time through all these prisms of awareness uh throughout um all humanity so um you know i can look out of my kneecaps at Millions and trillions of views (laughs) that kneecaps think they're having.
2: (laughs) Wow. So that Uh
0: shows and shows shows the way that you can be very open to people who come from different views and understandings and cultural and ethnic backgrounds.
1: It's extremely helpful. It doesn't mean that I haven't had to work with my own um, uh, fears and attack thoughts reflecting back to me. Um, you know, I, I've, I've done a lot around undoing my fear thoughts, but yes, I, uh, it's really easy to um, love in place of fear and more and more all the time because I am my brother. I Means clearly, it's clearly, it, like, even on the level of the world, which we dream we're in, um, I and my brother are one. I am my brother. Yeah, and I am all these bodies. Um, There's a beautiful uh, depiction at the beginning of Gary Renard's second book, Your Immortal Reality, where Artin and Persa become all these bodies that uh, Gary's been, thousands of them. I so can relate to that, um, that little, uh, Few pages there because um, I'm all those times through all time, and I'm also through my greater awareness, I'm all of it. Like, so uh, we have a chakra system, and as we go higher above our head, which is also deeper beneath us, uh, and the energy field is just like a larger Russian doll, um, we meet personal lifetimes and then more transpersonal lifetimes as we go higher and then like all species and then all humanoid and then all beyond that. So all this perception that's being dreamed as if it's uh, out there in front of me um, is available. When I give myself over for healing, They all these timelines are turning to, to love. They either disappear entirely or they become um, light experiences of, of wholeness and loveliness, or symbols are introduced into them through, through spirit um, to help reinterpret the meanings. So, when the Course, for instance, is teaching us to forgive, to bless, um, to offer Christ vision, to um, um you know reinterpret the our perception um this is uh, and 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 the miracle principles tell us that this undoes all time you know is undoing all timelines and affecting all all time and removing um uh time periods altogether i can say through direct experience that's true and i know it through myself and also when i'm working with another whether in person like with my hands on them or virtually it's the same because through them it's the same undoing the matrix literally unwinds through all our perception because it's not really there
0: yeah thank you for the
2: answer hmm
1: yeah, yeah hard to put into words but as a kinesthetic experience um very very normal and beautiful
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a when you're perceiving with a body you experience it throughout the body right all these energies exactly and how these things open yeah. up or or shift or so on it doesn't yeah. mean that you're a body but you're experiencing these these yeah. things in a, in a right. different type of sense than than well, you're, you
1: do. Well, you truly are mind. And <clears throat> just as the Holy Spirit uses what we, where we think we are and what we think we are to undo it, uh, it's the same as that, like we'll use the body to undo the idea of the body. You know, to use what seems like specialness to undo um, the specialness. And reveal the universal yeah and 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 this is this would be the same within me like if I'm working with different aspects of myself from different moments in time let's say in just this life um, you know uh, a a traumatic experience the spirit uh, you uses the moment of that experience through, let's say, the part of the body that seemed to be affected by it most, to undo it and to bring um, love, joy, peace, um, sweetness, symbols that are healing to that aspect of my own story. And, And then that aspect becomes integrated with the love and is no longer apart no longer feels apart so whether it's outside of seemingly someone else or myself or me through other timelines it's all the same
0: wow Mm -hmm. so another thing i'd like to pick up on is you were speaking of being sick or having high fever as a as a young person right yeah and how you probably had um visions or experiences when you had fever or things on that
1: i did yeah yeah Yeah, that was kind of the bonus of being really sick a lot was um that was the fun part
0: (laughs) and you said how one was trying to um suppress that through, Um, through various medication and so on
1: yeah um well it just was so frightening for my mother to have such a, a shamanic, um, wild child, and um, and I think you know I I I know of the many lives we've all had a, a number of mine like a large number have been native, um, like indigenous people all over the world, but especially in North America. I'm sure that's why I'm here again, <laughs> and shamanic sh- sh- shamanic energy is a very transmutative. You know it really u- utilizes the elements. Um, it becomes nature. And I feel like I blast it in as this um, massive. Oh Boy, it's hard to put into words, but like just look at the effusiveness of nature. It's colors. It's blossoms It's it's fire. It's water. It's air. It's just so um, You know, these are again symbols, but um, the presence within them um, Is is an area that uh, Shamans are very familiar with so I I came in with that very innately and that's pretty scary to know what to do with in that time period. And I had to fit in and be like other people. So um, that meant I had to eat the diets that people ate, I had to wear the clothes people ate at war. <laughs> I had to go to school, <laughs> all those things. And it just seems like I must have continually been um, um, challenging my mother on every on every count i didn't want to wear the clothes i didn't want to eat that food i didn't want to go to bed um i i was in what would have been called a lot of imagination all the time and uh, so i was apparently given phenobarbital from about six months of age it's a heavy sedative for um uh, seizures it's a seizure medication but I don't think I was having seizures per se. I think I was just uh, had so much dynamic energy moving through me. Now, I say dynamic, and yet the truth is the stillness. It's not the dynamic that it reveals the stillness that is not that that's unchanged and unchanging. but it it was probably pretty hard for her to know what to do with me. And she also had projections onto me that I was um, probably mentally challenged um, when I, and for one thing, I didn't talk till I was um, in in school, and even when I did talk, no one knew what I was saying. And I can understand that because I can speak a lot of other languages pretty easily. I can speak in tongues. um, I can, um, uh, yeah, there are different languages that are accessible and i'm sure even when my son was born he spoke with a scottish accent for a long time when he was little <laughs> we're no we're nowhere near scotland <laughs> so um i don't know where i was going with all of that but uh trying to fit me into a no- normal world was probably quite um frightening to her
0: Yeah, I I was thinking, when I asked you this question, I was thinking of how when I had high fever, one was Uh always saying I was hallucinating
2: Uh and
0: and they were trying to stop that from happening.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) So they were using, but they were using homeopathy and I was surprised. Uh, And to this day, I'm surprised that a homeopathic doctor would think Uh that I was hallucinating that, that right. was something bad
1: oh i'm so sorry yeah, yeah. wow I, I would have loved some homeopathics back then but
0: uh <laughs> yeah but but i was very, I'm, I'm really I, i've discovered that that can't have been that doesn't make sense that interpretation that it was well, a hallucination it was an yeah. actual experience that was real yes yes
1: would you like to say anything about that would you like to share
0: That's that's one of the topics that we also have in common because you were speaking of shamanism and Mm -hmm. and I was and I when I was older, at some point I got a hold of a book on shamanism Uh that confirmed to me that I was not imagining things all the time, but it was actually that that it had meaning, that it was real, had a reality of its own. And that's that's one of the main factors that helped me open up. So, yeah. So I can relate to shamanism oh. as a very powerful way to mm-hmm. open up.
1: Deep honoring to you, my shaman brother. Deep, mm-hmm. deep honoring. Yeah, of the knowledge that you knew, and um, and was still informing you. Yeah. yeah despite uh, appearances. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but i when, when i um sought you know verification for what i knew to be true um i i was a Taoist for a long time i became a buddhist um and um eventually i i found that the voice that had had been training me and talking to me in my journals all my life and helping me and had been um, in the beautiful blue in the absolute. Um, I had a direct experience that blew my mind when Jesus revealed himself to be that teacher. And I was um, at the time enrolled in some esoteric mystery schools. This is in the 1990s and um we really learned to work from what we called at the time christ consciousness and to always work from the highest high through the deepest deep and what i i I found that all the shamanistic work a lot of it got softer um through working directly through the christ what we called the christ then and um it lost some of the chaos that w- w- was fueling it, you know, because um, it's still that that paradigm within me, anyway, still believed in duality. It still had beliefs about um, uh, right and wrong and um, uh, attack, basically, and so learning to work from beyond it um, became like the understanding the crucifixion, understanding that nothing of this world can harm me. That's in the shamanic awareness, um, but I feel like I took it further in this life, this, this 20, 20th, 21st century life um, to, uh, to total freedom, like not getting caught anywhere along the way. And knowing that I can stand in any storm, and be safe and i didn't grow up with that knowledge i was constantly afraid that i would be harmed and hurt i had a very uh, reckless nervous system (laughs) very chaotic um afraid to anchor skittish and um i had a fair bit of there'd been quite a bit of violence in my upbringing and um because my mom was so upset and she had her own unhealed stories at that time. So her, her spankings were often at times daily and very animated, very um, big. And I feel like it was sort of my shaman against her shaman sometimes. <laughs> we were throwing lightning bolts at each other. <laughs> and um, And so working later, finding the 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 teachings of the christ um the heart of oneness the holiness of 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 all that is undid those uh, dualistic um chaotic frightening terrifying um uh, vengeful painful realms through all time through me and again i bow to my mom for helping um, bring my awareness to them so that I could therefore undo them.
0: Wow, very powerful. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yes, we we thank my teacher, our teacher.
0: <laughs> yeah, another question yeah. I feel I need to ask is, when did A Course in Miracles appear in your life?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I always did a big detour around it because, uh, so... So my my I'll, I'll start with my direct um, recognition of Jesus. I didn't even I had I was so far from Christianity. Now I did always sing and I sang in many churches, especially. Uh, well, and even then I was sang in church choir. I sang in choirs all through my life. I love singing, and so I liked the Jesus of music. know i i loved the jesus of music but i think it it was partly because it resonated with other time periods and i could feel my devotion through other realms of time It, it was something that i loved i didn't like sermons it never made sense what they were saying i never could get it you know i wanted to be confirmed and And I would ask the same questions over and over again. And I thought I was stupid because I couldn't understand what they were saying. (laughs) So I never had uh, any attraction to Jesus um, consciously. I made a lot of bad jokes about him. And then I was at a um, energy mastery, it was an energy mastery school basic training, I think it was seven days at the Omega Institute in Upper New York State, and um, actually near Woodstock. And I, the short story is um, that I hired someone, one of the assistants, at a very powerful week for many, many, many reasons um very undoing very wide opening very transcendent very clairvoyant powerful time but i had heard that people who go to this um, course should make sure they get a soul merge (laughs) which is so funny to me now it's like ordering a milkshake but a soul merge is uh, a downloading of a larger deeper aspect of our being of our light being through our through our seeming body. So I paid $100 US to um, one of the teachers. I didn't get to choose which one. And I got um, an Italian fellow uh, who was a bouncer at a bar in New York City. And his name was Barney, Bonnie, Barney. And I went to his cabin Gave him my hundred dollars and asked for my soul merge which sounds so funny to me now so he sat me on a chair and he sat in a chair across from me and he said okay we're going to call in jesus and i was a buddhist at the time and i thought jesus oh my god i've i've oh my god he's italian you know i didn't realize I, i've got the catholic here oh well you know i'm here and this is who i've got so i'll go with him and uh and he said, uh, so we're gonna sing him in. I'm like, oh good, I love singing. I'll I can do that. So he sang and he asked me to sing with him. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So I was singing. About a minute and a half later, the whole room just was trembling. And I couldn't see the room anymore. All I could see was this golden ladder that came down through the top of my head and into my inner awareness. But this ladder dropped down through my crown chakra. And I was pretty frightened. And Barney, Bonnie said, well, climb it, if a ladder comes, climb it. And I said, I can't, I can't climb it. And I I was very anxious. He said, why not? I said, because I'm not worthy. He said, oh, that's not unworthiness. That's your humility, that's beautiful. Somehow I accepted that. And I climbed only like one rung. And so if you do this with your hand, imagine one rung and now pull it down to kind of your chest level and so now your head is poking up through where you're um <laughs> where what used to be the top is now you're now like two feet higher but you haven't um uh it's hard to put words to so anyway and then suddenly i was in the equivalent of the sistine chapel the ceiling of the sistine chapel there were angels there were all these christian figures like swimming in the cosmos there were there were choirs um and and there was jesus and mary and mary and and others abraham moses elijah oh my god it was so soft and gentle and warm and soothing and comforting and Part of me was incredulous because, um, because I didn't believe in them, and here they all were. Obviously, they were real, and I was among them. And then, the, then I had my head in his lap. He was stroking my head. Kind of, his lap and his heart were the same thing. But my, I had my head uh, in his chest, sort of, and he was stroking me and i don't know what happened but then barney had had a shower and was standing in front of me and he had two shirts a white one and a blue one and he and he was going on a date and he said which shirt should i wear and i i said the one i liked best and then um and then he sort of like after he had the shirt on he sort of kind of just got me outside and put me on a bench outside his cabin and went off for his date and I lay on this bench for about three hours in absolute bliss and cosmic wonder and uh, thrill, and it changed my whole life from then on because it was he Jesus was the same teacher who'd been there all along. The vibration was exactly the same as the as the as the teacher in my mind all my life, and who had. Been carrying me all along, and and giving me such wise advice when I would write in my journals, and here he was—he was Jesus. So, um, so I, I, I joined another healing school th- with a woman. She came to our town, and she she had been in this other school I was interested in that I did some work with, but she came to our town, and she she came to a little bookstore, and there were only maybe ten of us in it, and she was wearing wild leopard print outfit. She was she didn't look like she would be my teacher, um, and then she started singing Jesus. She said Jesus is singing through me. He uh, he wants you to hear his voice. And she sang the most beautiful, beautiful, unbelievable uh, Aramaic, um, spontaneous singing. And she really didn't give much of a teaching that night. But it all just became song. She said later she hadn't. He hadn't come through her for for I think three years. She didn't know if he ever would again. And he did that night. I never realized that it was he was calling me. To come to her school, because I wasn't didn't think I would, would had that interest, uh, but it it came through in other ways to uh, go to um, go and register, and I did. I registered for a, a three year school. I paid the whole thing up front before I even set foot in the door. I sold the business I was in, um, uh, and, and put all my money. I was a single mom at the time. I had an infant child. And I just knew I was gonna do this. So, I mean, it makes no sense now to look back on the uh, events that um, that brought me to my the wholeness of my path. But everything does conspire for good. Uh, abundance shows up when we need it in exactly the way we need it. And I ended up at her school and she was a phenomenal channel for Jesus and he, began teaching pure non-duality through her immediately. He taught um, what would be a very easy to learn form of forgiveness. Um, She wasn't interested in a Course in Miracles because she had a direct channel with him. But I realized much later that it was exact, he was giving exactly the same teaching. And so I I stayed at that school. I I became a teacher of that um, tradition, which was uh, sort of based on a a mixture of things, but uh, somewhat on theosophy and uh, embodied initiation practices uh, through Alice Bailey's material, uh, combined with Barbara Ann Brennan, Hands of Light and other uh subpersonality work and shamanic work and all kinds of cool mystery stuff. So um so I knew the non-dual teaching was the biggest reason I was there because I knew it was answering everything that I already knew. It was confirming. And Jesus was now within me teaching me directly that there is no love but God's and Nothing else is real and the hologram of oneness is all that is and that the world we see and I already knew this because he showed me so long ago that the world I see is not, um, does not actually exist and there's just light and light and light and more light everywhere always and this benevolence and and this radiance and these resources of wholeness uh, are ever present ready to meet us. And heal our minds, no matter where or what we think we're we're viewing. And I avoided a course in miracles because it looked very thick and conservative and conventional, and the I'd look in it, and there were even more Christian words for me to overcome in there. And although I became a minister, I, I did make peace with some Christian words, but Part of becoming a minister, I had to divine the Bible, and wherever I would open the Bible, it would give me a ridiculous um, passage that didn't speak to me at all. And I, I understood that the Bible wasn't my book, uh, but I, that I could be a minister anyway without using the Bible, knowing that I had Jesus within me. And so, in two thousand and about two thousand and two, two thousand and one, um, he. I had learned a lot. I'm also a craniosacral therapist. So I'd learned, I'd had a lot of training, good training, really good training. And, but he showed up in my sessions, telling me not to do anything that he didn't um, initiate. And it wasn't always him. Like sometimes it would be other masters would show up for specific purposes that were helpful or in ways that were helpful for whoever I was with. But Jesus was never not there. He was omnipresent. Uh, always so he but it was he directly who was saying for one thing never teach anything you haven't had direct experience of don't parrot anything you've heard from it even if it even if it seems to make sense so I stopped I was teaching at that point I stopped teaching uh, for a couple of years and um, uh, he also said don't say anything don't do anything unless I prompt until you're prompted. So I basically had learned some fabulous skills that I knew worked really well, but I wasn't doing them anymore. I only went as guided, you know, follow me. (laughs) And then I'd hear myself ask a question. I just blessed, excuse me, I just blessed and I stayed in the truth of oneness and that nothing unreal exists, you know. These are basic tenets of the course, in miracles, but I didn't know it through the course yet. and um and to see my brother as myself, to see the Christ in all that occurred, and know it as myself. and and um, and so the paradigms that I've been given up until then didn't make sense with what he was telling me directly, like the outer reasons, um, manifesting. Um, uh god creating the world because he wanted to experience opposites all that stuff just was like not that can't be right that can't be true it doesn't make sense and i'm not going to engage it i'm not going to parrot it i'm not going to pretend anymore that it has any meaning for me so it was from there that uh, around the time when gary renard's disappearance of the universe was first published A woman, a strange woman who used to say, I shouldn't call her strange because she was wonderful. But she, this was back in the days of email when someone would send out a lot of New Age material all the time, and she she sent hundreds of emails with everything. But suddenly an email came through that said this book, The Disappearance of the Universe, was um, a game changer for a course in miracles, and it just lit up. I had to have that book. And I knew it, I postponed it for a year and a half, but I had it right in the center of my desktop, knowing that when I got the the right moment, I would order it. I was in a love affair at the time, and I can see why I had to wait till that affair ended. And j- just around the time it did, I got the yes, now read this. And that was the game changer there, because suddenly I was introduced to a paradigm where I didn't have to bother anymore with all this halfway stuff with all this relative non-duality that i could go straight to what he'd been showing me all along so from there i practiced the course made peace with the language um, that i had had difficulty with before and um, and it it happened fast for me i couldn't wait to get through it so that i could start teaching it i had to I had to wait. <laughs> and I immersed myself in that time in the um in the vocabulary, so that I would understand what the words meant and could undo my uh, dualistic interpretations of the words. and um, and there was just such a freeing feeling of um, of celebration. That I no longer had to pretend to be halfway now that said, I still meet people where they're at. I meet them within the belief system that they're comfortable with. I don't push mine on them. I use secular language a lot i um, I'm not you know I'm not here to radicalize anybody who's not resonating. and if they are resonating, it's not me who's supporting them it's our oneness so again i just follow i just follow i traveled to nepal once and I, i i i watched i went trekking in nepal and the donkeys just follow they're the most beautiful symbol for doing what they're told they just follow they're so beautiful they're so noble and loyal and devoted and So i just be a good donkey and follow. And and spirit is so creative, like such amazing things happen. Talk about the daily miracle, the moment to moment miracle of the holy instant and how people get the depth of peace that they crave and that they think they've been missing. It's right here within us. So I'm very much used as a vehicle for people to fall into that peace. And and my training with the nervous system combined with esoteric healing, combined with the course and course principles, um, bring people very deeply into that wholeness in the mind. And a lot of people just suck it up for a long time. They just drink of it they're so starved they just drink 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 and as they do their nervous system softens 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 and everything unwinds timelines disappear stories uh, all the fear that binds the world all the ways that we collude with our attack thoughts and sickness and death and bodies all these seductions soften and disappear
2: wow so i
0: I see there's a lot of things that resonate with me that Mm -hmm. you're telling me about including Mm. the love of singing so yeah so i think we could (laughs) sing a few tones here before we open the floor for questions
1: great all right well you start
0: and let's sing our our books into existence huh
1: ah oh, the book the unwritten book yes well yeah, that's we a all beautiful... have those
0: unwritten books in us all of the people here
1: yeah so let's oh, sing beautiful.
0: them into existence
1: singing i'll follow you
0: welcome the books within you let them come out to play bring welcome them
1: down. to
0: welcome. me in the easiest
1: way bring joy happiness and gentle ease bring it in the easiest way and the right time
0: time. (laughs) let them reach everyone so they (sighs) can benefit from these books we write well find
1: ourselves and allow the greatest good be done through us. Now-
0: Allow the voice to speak of love, mm, sharing who we are with everyone. mm, Thank you. There are
1: timelines where we've written our books with ease and joy. Natural and free, no thinking, no trying, no worrying, no scarcity. Time opens up, revealing our finish. And we're already done. (laughs) (laughs) And it's already done.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed.
1: I all my prayer is often if it's in you know if it's the most beneficial timeline so let it be you know and whatever that timing and timeline is i'm open i'm taking august off to write the the, you know i'm 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 doing my my attempts to create the space and uh, it has to be easy
0: anyways i immediately spotted the writer in you when i read your homepage. so
1: Uh poetic So beautiful. Well, he's been writing through me forever. So, yeah, he's (laughs) writing through
0: me as well. So,
1: beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, makes it so easy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we need to open up more to it, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's more coming. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yay. (laughs) Yes.
0: So, um, I welcome welcoming
2: questions now. Whoever would Mm -hmm. like to ask a question is welcome to now. Okay, I think we've baffled you all. <laughs> <laughs> and we will continue. <laughs> I,
1: you know, yeah. I teach. I teach. I teach course in miracles groups. Um, one I've been teaching while well, we've spent so much time together, like hundreds of days in retreat, and every Friday for eleven, going on twelve years. But I started another new group during COVID, um, a Zoom group. And um, and it's always that, I always say, any questions and nobody says anything, <laughs> any comments? Would anybody like to check in? Uh, they're only now, it's nine months in now, and they're, they're starting to check in a little, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it's so beautiful to feel this this flow of energy this this mm-hmm. open-mindedness that i feel from mm-hmm. you and i i yeah. felt that before we had the conversation i knew this was coming i, mm-hmm. I had to open up a lot myself expand Aww. and mm. and and allow things to come up that i had been avoiding a while
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Just to prepare me to talk with you. So
1: you're <laughs> so sweet. You know, I'm really very down to earth and simple, but um, but I'm a little strange. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm very normal also. You know, I do very normal things. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, if you saw me on the street, you wouldn't think I was um who I am. You know I camouflage a lot, but not out of fear, but just it's like Art and Persa say we like to blend in wherever we go.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. I, we're all doing very usual things, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we
0: are. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> Thank to, you. to deny that. Oh, here comes Hello. the first comment and question.
2: Hi, ahead, Elena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, it's me, Hi. Elena. Hi, Jibel. Hi, Eliana. Uh, I saw amazing to, hi. <laughs> hi. It's so, it was so interesting, your story. Uh-huh. And it uh, was so amazing to listen. And mm. just like, uh, and it helped me process uh, to my, uh, myself, and helped me to understand myself that your story is it's just like, ah. it's so touchable and oh. it's, so do you know it's kind of like uh, i'm kind of I listen to you and kind of process it and understanding better myself my childhood you know it's kind of oh. very touchable story I'm so grateful do you want some kind of that mm-hmm. yeah I'm so grateful that it that it speaks
1: to you and that your inner children are saying yes me too. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, me too. Yes, it's, me. You too. know, it's mm. I don't know, it's just amazing because it's I am very glad that not only me that I feel that I'm strange, <laughs> do you know, like on yeah. not normal or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's so painful. It's, my strangeness is so buggy me, do you know, like like, oh, is it that I'm I'm strange one? To... Or... <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you're perfect and you matter and you're needed and and you're seen and honored and respected. You matter. You matter. Oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you for shining <laughs> so brightly, Eliana. From the universe. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, you too. A deep bow, yeah, thank you for your story. Okay. It's wonderful, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'm very grateful to how the spirit has unwound my stories and provided me with the truth, because, like I say, i I, I there was a lot that needed there was a lot of ground that needed to be covered and continues, you know, to um, uh, to remind me constantly of how full I am, how how resplendent the Christ through me, through all of us is. and 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 even that remember, we're witnessing this. We're perceiving this these stories that we think are us, but we're not actually in them they they're movies they're sensory movies that we think we're in but um you know the hallucinating mind that's imagining them is what's healing every time we choose to trust in place of fear and choose to trust in place of a judge and it, it this this path of the crucifixion this being able to stand in the world and and know that nothing in the world can hurt me even if my body is trembling even if i i am afraid that um you know that hell is right happening that um, my wholeness and the truth of me is still the truth of me and so the body story identity seems to go through a lot of strange (laughs) undoings shaking sometimes fevers sometimes um sleeping crying um and and that's all part of the content that's healing uh undoing imagine if we're undoing all separation through all time We're, we're undoing all these moments in this one holy instant we're undoing all moments of time of uh, that similarly vibrate or resonate with a theme that we're experiencing we can learn to just let our bodies um, do whatever they do but not be um uh not not be responsible for their healing you know sleep have baths <laughs> you know eat the right foods do whatever makes you feel better get get an operation all those things but um but we are safe as we're healing all these stories of time we are so safe so loved so illuminated i don't know why i went off on that tangent right then but it's what wanted to talk um as we as as we step back you know we're so out in the horizontal all the time we need to step back into the verticality from behind us we know we're not out in the story but we're so fixated on making meaning out of the story and that's why we're so afraid when we step back and rest in god with our with ourselves then just allow the normal natural purification of our reality to set free all these um, defended, uh, seemingly isolated worries, and what ifs, and uh oh's, and uh oh, my my, I'm you know my badness has uh, is coming to get me now because I I don't deserve this love, but here is this love. It's still here. It, it can't leave. It can't go anywhere. It can't be undone. And it and it is God is it is the isness of this pure stillness, unchanged and uh, infinitely present. And uh, this, this knowing that I never left my source, I'm dreaming a dream and its content is not true. There is no void, there is no me looking out, imagining that there isn't the truth still Shining through me and through my perception, and through every teeny tiny little aspect of everything, the same light shining. My sameness, our sameness.
0: Yeah, we are all one, and we are one, all equal. Yeah, and, and to to actually see that is so so challenging at many times when we're not there at, at that yeah. moment
1: there's that how, choice.
0: how did you get there
2: Jewel?
1: well the, the choice to bless is always present you know that really forgiveness really has i think about three forms uh christ vision you know seeing the light of truth in my brother or in an event or in some aspect of my own being um blessing you know saying you know you are you know honoring making a, a statement of fact of oneness and holiness and innocence and if i can't manage that then just saying whoa spirit heal my mind uh, help you know just the call the call and so i've met my own monsters boy have i met my monsters and the way all monsters heal is the same through seeing the light of Christ in them. I, you, know, I, I, you are one with your own divine Christ, light, nature, truth, reality. You are one in source along with me. You are perfect, you're healed, you're holy, you're forgiven. You are as God created you, you've done nothing wrong. I see the light of Christ in you, and I give you to the Christ you are. That's how you heal anything. Anything. Everything. You know, all the senses, all the perceptions. And so I've healed, I've said those prayers to things seemingly outside of me, and I've said those prayers throughout all time and space within me. And so I also receive them. I am, you know, the, I am the, well, the resurrection and the light. (laughs) I am the the holy instant of freedom, of redemption, of uh, joy, extending forever. So I am the aspect that's healing and feels that lifting. But if we listen to the ego, the ego tells us that the bad guy is something else separate and to get away from it, to defend against it. The simple act of blessing it and and choosing to see it truly, you if you practice that, you will have direct experience of the miracle over and over again, the the power of choice, the power of decision, the uh, desire to rather than attack and defend, to surrender, to to place this image, whatever it is, uh, in light and watch it dissolve and disappear and tell it who it really is, will bring these experiences into direct awareness.
0: Yeah, well put. I I think another statement that I I also love making is that we are fully honored and fully appreciated. Mm -hmm. That's a statement you were telling Elena, but I feel it's yeah. true for
1: everyone. Yes, um, always, and that's always. true of the rapist, the cheat, the the crazy one, the addict, the, the the you know the dishonest one, the the crazy psychotic one, especially the ones we want to fear and um, uh, destroy.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. true for everyone, mm-hmm. even the ones that we, we are jealous of.
1: Yes. Oh, that's a good one. You know, in time, we have to heal all our stories. And I didn't realize I had so much jealousy and competition in me. But I had five different women appear in my life, one after the other, after the other, after the other, and they all kind of looked like me. <laughs> and I got to practice on each one in succession each one was easier each one was simpler as i moved through deeper and deeper my layers of owning my own jealousy and competition and seeing my sister as myself and truly the same with um I, it's not happening now but in the past when i've been involved with men and there's another woman involved that loving truly loving my sister as myself not having possessive thoughts about another person Uh, undoing the desire that the scarcity thought that creates the special love bargains that want to uh, make someone else less than knowing that if i think that about another no matter who they are that i'm that's the direct message to me and i'm making the density of the dream real and i can do that for a while but if i can the thing to do if i'm if I'm indulging, is to step back and witness the part of me that wants to indulge that fallacy and meet it in love. because that that ego aspect of me, that defense, is terrified. And actually, if I tell it that it too, is wholly honored and respected and and held and not judged and free, and rest, and then I can meet also the the projection onto, let's say, a, a third party in a relationship, and say, "You are my sister. You know, I love you, and I want what's best for all. I don't know the greatest, highest good, but the gifts of God through you are so valuable, and and I am one in our beautiful, extraordinary." shining light. And I want you to shine. So it's just some practical applications in uh, situations that are typical in our lives.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's many. There's and so many. A, there's jealousy, there's, there's mm-hmm. um, thinking someone is better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. Wanting someone to do something that I think they should be doing or not wanting to do something that I'm yeah. doing, that I think yeah. I shouldn't be doing, and something else
1: yeah. should be doing. There's so many. It's endless, isn't it? And yet, yes. you, you know, and, and I, I'll i say for myself, there were some things I just knew I wasn't ready to forgive yet. You no, know, I didn't have enough. Uh, it wasn't the right time for me, but I could watch them and I could see, I could learn from watching the, the trouble I was causing myself, <laughs> you know? So in other words, I could be kind even to the part of me that was reckless and ridiculous and hold her. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And then in time I knew, you know, cause that is undoing it in, at levels I can't see just through being compassionate. And then a time would come when I was really ready for that. Uh, so it's like, uh, like honoring the right timing for everything. Uh, and a small example would be, I was really good at holding the space, holding in sessions with clients in my office. You know, I could really do it. And then could I do it on the walk home? Could I do it in the store? Could I do it with my family? Uh, I lived with my father for 11 years. Could I do it with my father when when we were, you know, having a, a, a problem, could, could I do it now in community? So if I tried to do it or, or set myself up for doing it everywhere, I would have been overwhelmed. But I, I knew that I was on a, uh, that the plan was in place for my healing and that in my timing and right readiness, I would get there with all of it. And sometimes I just, I knew I wasn't there yet.
2: Yeah, and I would look,
1: some. I, I would make a list of people who had, were forgiveness opportunities and keep kind of slowly working along and notice like over years, someone who used to be like a 90%, you know, like I've only forgiven them, let's say 50%, later they'd be at 90%. And then later I'd be like, was I mad at them? You know, that's gone now but it took time. And when I said that people often just need to be nourished and rest in God, so much is undoing then and and timelines or stories, uh, grievances, hatreds, um, traumas um, that they can't see yet and and they shouldn't see yet because they're not ready. It doesn't mean they're not healing. Uh, Just simply through the resting in God, all that the density in those hidden deep um, tensions are softening and learning to trust more, and then in right timing, when when the awareness does meet them, they're much softer and easier by then. Yes. Yeah. You know the mind is vertical; it's not horizontal, and so that's why the holy instant works. So beautifully, because the this thought now uh, is truly undoing through all time, because all time uh, is now, and so whatever my thought is, if I if I can't let's say forgive, you know my brother-in-law or my neighbor or my boss, I can forgive the neighbor's cat. I can forgive, you know, something else similar. I can forgive somebody who reminds me of them. I can work up to it. That is healing it. Uh, Years ago, before I got into this type of healing, I was, when I was a Buddhist, I used to do um, meditation retreats, 10 day silent retreats. And the first one I ever signed up for, I didn't realize it was gonna be a meta retreat, which is loving kindness, extending loving kindness to others over 10 days. So that was, um, a surprise, but it totally makes sense because extending loving kindness is very similar to forgiveness. And we started with um, ex- first two and a half days, just sending it to ourself. You are loved, you are healed, you are whole, you know, may you live with ease, may you live in joy, whatever. I can't, you know, a, a simple statement of, of blessing. And then we would move on kind of day three, the end of day three to uh, someone we respect, a mentor, someone we we like and uh, e- easy to see the goodness in. And we would practice that for a couple of days. Then we moved to someone we didn't really know, but we kind of knew existed, you know, a neighbor or the parking lot operator, or <laughs> the grocery store clerk. And we extended the same um blessing and of truth and oneness to them. And then near the end, uh probably around the end of day seven, we started working on our enemy and um and extending the same blessing to them for just over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. And the power of leading up to it that way. You know, not biting off the enemy right away, but beginning in the in the realms of ease and gentleness where fear is not um, overwhelming. And starting with ourself, because, you know, it's like putting on your mask first in the airplane. <laughs> you, you have to start with you. And then as you start to feel it, you can start to extend it. And then ultimately it includes everyone and everything and all time. All characters on the stage.
0: Yeah, to to bless the whole world and wish upon everyone everything that you would ever ever want for, for the most beloved or whatever, right?
2: Yourself yes, as exactly. Well, but that.
0: also the most beloved. That is yeah. an exercise that I'm I'm mm. really getting into learning about mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, both the one you want to have the blessings for the most and the one you want to have the blessings for the least.
0: <laughs> actually, everyone, right? To to yeah. wish everyone everything. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, in of Course in Miracles, it says everyone has everything because we mm-hmm. all are one and we all mm-hmm. have it all. Well, yeah. So, to yeah. recognize this truth, mm-hmm. I need to actually mm-hmm. allow it. In my mind, that that is something that I want for everyone, and I actually can see in everyone having it. Yes, yeah, and with joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I and Mm -hmm. I do feel the resistance coming up. There's a lot of resistance, but I know Uh it's right.
1: Yeah, it is right. So really lovely to like you know set aside some time. Really call on Jesus, Holy Spirit. To hold this teaching for you and to show you, show me, guide me, teach me, show me really directly. Yes. Yeah. Like really mentor me, walk me through.
0: Yes. Amen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we're all a work in progress at that. When we've completed that, I, I am pretty sure that we won't be doing more incarnations unless, you know, unless there's still a little more and we can come in and be a a great help. Um, I'm often aware that, and I love knowing this, that it's not like we um, become enlightened in the future. You know, we've already attained that awareness, but we're just not in touch with that lifetime. You know, we don't, we're not, so sometimes like with clients, when I'm uh, blessing i'm aware that the aspect of them that i'm blessing and seeing the truth in isn't uh, isn't really ready to accept it in the form that they seem to be in now but it is delivered to them through many other moments of time where they are in receptivity and then i'm able to see them as their own ascended self as the um, as the truth of who they really are. And whether that looks like that happens in 300, 3000 years from now, or 600 years ago, it doesn't matter. It's all the same.
0: Wow, that's a good, good advice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. To, To help me on in that direction it's so helpful
1: (laughs) well to see the transpersonal you know to see the whole picture because that's the picture the holy spirit has Mm. you know it's working through all time so much simpler than trying to work through what appears to be right now Mm. because it is all right now (laughs) so so the symbols are much richer you know you can open it up as you said with your um uh i don't know if i can say it right but like uh multicultural anthropological uh whatever you said you studied (laughs) Um, you can open it up that way and it's very rich and easy
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: you know maybe the reason we hate someone is because they threw us off a wall in the 12th century so if i allow you know, whatever imagery arises and the, and the, the loving light of oneness to encompass, in, in in, you know, dissolve, embrace stories of people on walls um, and, and fighting and all the um, upset of uh, perceived loss, then I'll just go with that. You know, I'll go with what appears in my imagination, knowing that for some reason, that image dropped in and I can work with it. And then I don't, and then I realize I don't hate them so much <laughs> suddenly because mm. uh, it, it, they're not who I'm thinking they are. You know, they're the one who stole my, you know, stole my child or, you know, shot my father or whatever. And, uh, and, and so I love them. I see my brother in all the faces they've ever been and all the hands and toes they've ever seemed to have and i love them as i love wow. myself as god loves us
0: yeah it's so beautiful
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yes. go big
2: yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so i could go on speaking with you for hours i think yeah uh, but i would like to come to an end we can Mm-hmm. For, of the podcast recording,
1: yeah. So thank you. It's been my pleasure. Like to
0: thank you so much for being here yeah, and sharing your awesome. wisdom and your insights with Thanks. us, so that we can all experience them in ourselves as we open up to them. Yeah, and we can share ours because it opens mm-hmm. our minds and our our hearts to share it up, ours as well. because we all have it to share
1: we all have it to share absolutely all of us yeah so before
0: we end would you please tell the listeners where one can reach you if one wants to reach you
1: oh sure um well in terms of the universe in this life i live on vancouver island in canada in british columbia in a city called victoria and but i i do have clients all over the world who I join with. So I'm I and I love COVID because it brought even more yay. Um, and I have a website www.juliaday.ca. And people often call me Jewel, but Julia day.ca.
0: Okay, perfect. So,
1: well, please uh, you, spread
0: spread the word about the podcast so that more, I more people get will. to know it.
1: Yeah, um, I love that you're doing that. I love that you're organized and and you you know that this is a gift of God through you that you're that you're making these podcasts possible. So yeah. very grateful, and I will spread it. And now I'll have something that I can share with people. That's really easy. <laughs> i didn't it's have to a, write a book
0: <laughs> exactly and it's on all on so many p- podcast platforms when Yay. you go to the page of the podcast you can choose which platform to listen to it on so it's really Beautiful.
1: easy yeah okay, fantastic so, what a time to be alive thank you so much monaco and many thank blessings you, thank to
0: you so much
1: anyone right. everywhere always <laughs>